Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. You know, it's really, really fun when you get somebody on the show that has done some really cool things in their life. And, you know, when I'm talking to Nancy, I got to tell you, I love her humor. I love her wit. You can tell she's been uh, in the acting scene and working like in that customer service world for years. And I just love her spirit and energy, man. So as we dive into this week's episode, I want you to, to really listen because she dropped some real gems on really how to be a great person, but it's, it's all under the guise of customer service. Really enjoy this one. You know, and as always, man, this show is brought to you by Point Blank Safety Services. And I got to tell you, as, as I continue on and learn more about their company, their business, I spend time with Michael and Stacy over there. I'm just really honored that they are supporting the show for as long as they have and the amount of love they've given us. You know, they are really doing a lot to change the game um, in Texas. We all know there's a ridiculous amount of construction going on on a regular basis out here. You know, freeways are getting shut down, lane changes and everything else. And, you know, as those workers are out there, there's frustrations on both sides of the table of the workers are frustrated because the cars are not slowing down. The drivers are, are frustrated because the workers are there. You know, somebody's got to keep both sides of those safe. And, and Stacy and Michael with Point Blank Safety Services, their company, their officers, their off-duty officers do amazing things keeping everybody safe on there. So do me the favor, guys. Go visit their website at pointblanksafetyservices.com. Send them a message. Follow them on social media and and say hi and and let them know that you heard it on success champions it would mean the world to me you want to quit right now don't you i see it in your eyes you want to give up right now but you can't give up on the fight right now look up the finish line is in sight right now your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now your labor are just turning right right now that's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now the unbelievable is now believable you're reaching new heights right now the ground is no place for champions the ground is no place for champions the ground is no place for champions the ground is no all right, guys, this is going to be a killer episode. I'm so stoked and excited about this one. I'm bringing on Nancy Friedman, man, and she has got just an awesome and amazing story. So sit back and enjoy this one. But I'm Donnie. This is Donnie Success Champions. Miss Nancy, welcome to the show, my dear. I am here, and I am excited, and I am glad that uh, we got together. Thank you for the opportunity, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so tell us who the heck you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm Nancy Friedman, the world's only telephone doctor, but I didn't just jump in and be that. So the little background story is, is, a, is a fun one and a good one, and I don't know how far you want me to go, but the bottom line is I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you are not entitled to the year, but I was born <laughs> there, <laughs> raised there, and uh, did a nice stint there, married my husband, 
And while he was working, he and my brother got together and said, we're going to buy a radio station in San Diego. Well, that sounded like a good idea at the time. And we moved to San Diego. And when I got there, Donnie, uh, I was a young, young bride, a six-month-old baby, didn't know a soul in San Diego. Uh, it was a Navy town then and very uh, cliquish, if you will, you know. I don't need to tell you, you've been a Marine. They, oh, stick, yeah. with their, they stick with their own. <laughs> so the bottom line is I got not clinically depressed, but it was like, I want to go home. I don't like this. How can you not like San Diego? So I thought I was nuts. My husband bought me a book that changed my life. And by Dale Carnegie, mm. how to stop worrying and start living. And the, the, the book is, is you can pick, pick any page and start it. You don't have to read it from front to back. So the bottom line is I opened a page and the chapter was, what is the worst thing that can happen? Well, that, that's, a, that's a challenging question to ask somebody. What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, the worst thing that can happen in his eyes and my eyes do is death. That's the worst thing that can happen. Well, I'm not going to die from being in San Diego. <laughs> you know, a lot of people <laughs> live there and have fun. So I thought, okay, I can do what's the next worst thing. And we went through, I went through the steps myself. And I thought, okay. And shortly after the, he got me the book, I happened to see a little tiny one-inch ad in the newspaper. And it said, Midway theater for adults. What the heck is that? Well, it was a high school who at night turned uh, theater classes into uh, adult, adult uh, theater. And I said, okay, I'll go. He said, you know, why don't you go? You'll meet some people. Oh, yeah, you meet nerds in the theater, weirdos. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> so I went and they did the first night I was there, they did an improv. To, Here's your subject and go up on stage and do a little, you know, minute or two improv. Well, as I got up on the stage, there was enormous laughter, maybe 35, 40 people in the room. And Every comedian will tell you the minute you hear laughter on the stage, you are addicted. It is Absolutely. worse than any. Yeah, it's worse than any drug. Uh, Podcasters were the same way, just so you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By the way, you cannot see me, but I can see you in your beautiful blue eyes. I just oh, thanks, you. honey. I appreciate that. Yeah, I great. call them my baby blues. They're my money makers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have them too, but you can't see me. Anyway, bottom line. Um, I was addicted and I, I went through that and we did a couple shows for the Midway Theater School. Uh, and then somebody told me, well, you know, there's a theater here in San Diego called the Old Globe Theater. Why don't you try out for that? Well, that was where it was prof not professional theater, but it, it, it was high, high, te high tech, high fun uh, and very, very popular. Anyway, I got the part in San Diego and lo and behold, at the end of the year, they have their award ceremony and little old Nancy Friedman won the Old Globe Atlas Award for Best Comedic Actress. Har Charlton Heston had presented it to me. So it, <laughs> it didn't awesome. go to my head. It didn't go to my head. Very, very little goes to my head, uh, my husband will tell you, but very little, <laughs> very little egotistically goes to my head. Uh, but anyway, I, I knew I had something, you know, some people draw, some people play bridge, some people play tennis. I played theater and it, it really filled a niche for me. So when we moved from San Diego, from owning that radio station, which I also helped run with my husband, the sales and service department, we moved. He bought another another radio station with my brother in St. Louis, and we moved to St. Louis. And by this time, I was real good at, at, the, at the office, helping him set up the sales and service department. And in St. Louis, they had a theater, professional theater. So I had to join Equity. And the bottom line there was my first show in St. Louis was with Gig Young. So I am a professional actress, and I've appeared with uh, Gig Young, Dan Daly, Cesar Romero, Forrest Tucker, Don DeFore, Virginia, the list goes on, because they brought in, they're all dead now, so I can say this, B actors who were, like, not through with Hollywood, but they didn't have good parts for them. So they, theaters across the country would bring in those good actors, some of them great actors, 
and put them in theater and su and support them with these with the local talent, if you will. And uh, that's what I did for many many years throughout throughout the season. You'd have a six eight week run and two weeks of rehearsal. So if you did four or five a, a year, you you had a nice healthy life. And I was working and I was raising two kids, but I was a very happy camper. So my husband started a company called Weatherline, and that was the largest private provider of weather information by phone in the United States. We had over 100 cities where we installed weather information machinery. We worked with radio stations to do the updating, and we, we sold the sponsorships. Uh, I won't say it's a confusing business, but nobody really understood it. We always got, oh, okay, well, that's nice. Nobody understood <laughs> what we were doing. Um, right. But having owned a couple of radio stations, it was just in his blood. So bottom line, that was very successful, and he brought me in to work with the advertisers and keep them on, keep them on the Weatherline system. So I became the one-woman renewal department, if you will, <laughs> and my job was to make sure we never lost a client. Never lose a client was our motto. And so we had the highest retention of clients that, Lord, I've ever heard, well, not ever heard of, but it, it was pretty high, 70, 80% people stayed with us. Why did they stay with us? Because of how they were treated by me. Right, <laughs> I mean, the yeah. sales, salespeople go out and they sell. And then what happens afterwards is, you know, up in the air sometimes. But we created this customer service department for just them. And we kept them year after year after year. And some of them stayed with us for 30 years, 30, wow. 35 years. So that that's an attest to a, how good we were. Well, you were either good on a phone or just really, you know, good looking and charming. It's one of the two. Well, thank God I'm both. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no, 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 no. Uh, but it. bottom line, uh, I had a knack and it is a knack. Not every, not everybody can talk to strangers about, and I don't want to say nothing, but about things they like and the ability to pop on a phone call and make sure we've asked them for time to talk and to set up those things. I mean, we didn't have email when we started at Weatherline. So it was you, you did pick up a phone and you were an interruption and you still are an interruption when you call somebody. But we didn't, there was no email to say, can you talk Thursday at three? There was no Outlook invite. There was nothing like that. So is this well, making, I mean, are you thinking I'm old now? No, God, no, honey. I, I grew Thank up you. in the sales game, okay? Um, uh, and, and I literally grew up in the, in the kicking indoors and cold calling, right? I Tell was, me. I love that. Tell uh, me what happened. Let you know, me interview you. <laughs> <laughs> well, but here's what's interesting about this is I love the fact that you said not anybody can just pick up the phone and get into the small talk stuff because you're 100% right, you know, um, and I usually dive into the more of technical stuff on the back end of this, but we're going because I, I just love your energy. But you know, most times when people get on a phone, they're so consumed with how that person on the other end is going to think about them. Are they going to like me? Are they going to, you know, uh, embrace what I'm thinking? Are they embrace what I'm saying that they, they stumble over the words and next thing you know, they become that cheesy salesperson. Right. Right. You know, versus just going and have a conversation. So I, I love this vibe. I love your approach. This is, this is really, really But you're, you're right. It isn't for everybody. And which brings me to a tip that is going to come from left field, Donnie, and I apologize. But bring it, bring it. So many, so many people uh, hire, you know, sometimes we hire people because they're breathing. And that's <laughs> not healthy. That's no, just not, not healthy. We become, as owners and managers, we're, we're desperate. So my first tip to owners and managers, and I, I'm going off off the reservation here for a moment. I apologize, but Bring my it. first, my first, uh, I love the show, and I can go where I want because yeah, I'm so, yeah, yeah. I'm so no. ADD. I'll come back. Okay, I got you. My 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 first tip for owners and managers is have your first interview with somebody on the telephone, 
And all you need to do is say, Donnie, tell me about yourself. Mm. Well, the first question, if they ask you, well, what would you like to know? That's a loser question. Yes. That's a loser question. Yes. So if somebody says, what would you, I just, I said, tell me about yourself. What, how much clearer could I be? Right. So <laughs> the bottom line is they don't, they don't interview people on the phone. They think that face-to-face is, is for, no, face-to-face is second, especially, especially if you're going to be on the phone, especially if it's for a phone operation, so to speak. No, Nancy, here's what I love about this. For guests coming on my shows, now I reached out to you because I really wanted to tell your story um, uh, and be a part of that journey. But, but for most people, and I get a lot of people that reach out to come on the show, my first question is always, tell me your story. Right, right. Because I want, and I, you know, it's, I don't even half the time care what their story is. It's all about how they handle themselves in that response. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you interview, you can hear their, their, their poor language or their good language. You can yep. hear if they have a smile on their voice. I mean, you, you get everything you need from a phone interview and people miss that. Um, a very short story. I was uh, pulled in to do a 10 city tour a few years ago. Well, many years ago uh, with one of the largest telecommunications in the country. I'll leave their names out, but you can guess who it was. Yep. Bottom line, um, I was at one of the call centers and heard some not so good calls. And I said, tell me about your interviewing process. Tell me how you hire. And she said, well, we do this test and we do that test and we do the disc. And we do all that. We do this and the typing and the math. And I said, where's the phone interview? And deer in the headlights. She says, what do you mean phone interview? They're on the phone. Yeah, but did you hear their voice before right. you hired them? And they hadn't, Donnie. They hadn't heard the voice. So they were getting, uh, can I uh, uh, help, help, help you? Uh, I seen where I seen and the poor language and the, yeah. and the, I don't know that I changed the culture, but man, I don't understand how you cannot do that interview. So, well, you know, it's even more important that people have to get into that game now because think about it is less and less people are talking on phones. You know, you got your social, you got your texting, you know, your private messaging, direct messaging, all of this stuff that they often forget, you know, that the younger generations, you know, that are being grown up, they don't talk on phones. It's, it's all their thumb work, you know, doing all the <laughs> Right. So, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the, somebody once said to me a few years ago, is telephone doctor name, is it outdated? And I said, just the other day to somebody, show me a company that doesn't have a phone. Show me a person that doesn't have a phone. And they couldn't. So the phone has not gone away. It's going to be here, maybe in a different shape or size or whatever, but it's going to be around for a long time. And I don't care if you use two cans and a string. The bottom line to 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 working on the phone is 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 the smile and is the tone of voice. And you know, you talk about millennials. Uh, we we train a lot of them in the programs. They are sponges, Donnie. They are sponges. They don't want to be. They they don't want to be stupid they don't want to be not smart they they want to know things so when i do a program i will say that the seasoned people older than i am come up and say wow that was good stuff i, I really you know needed that refresher and then the the millennials the 25 to 35 come in and say no i didn't know about that well right. of course you know i don't want to put their nose in it but it's not taught in our schools it's not taught in colleges it's not taught in high school it's not taught in grade school so you know, mom and dad sometimes have to pick up or Nancy Friedman picks up. Right, right, right. You know, this is interesting because because I, I love what you're doing. And it, it is such a needed talent and skill that, that you know, 
I'm for one believe sales should be taught in school anyways, because yes. you at least learn that skill set because if the economy tanks and everything else, you can always find a sales job. Absolutely. You know, um, so, so it's interesting. How much do you think your acting and that career prepared you for what you're doing now? hundred percent, hundred percent without even thinking about it. One of the other questions I ask in an interview is, have you had, have you ever had any theater experience? Uh, I don't care if it was band or cheerleading or uh, something where you had to entertain people somehow, somewhere, someplace. And those that have it, get it. I mean, they get, they get that you, you're on from for two hours or you're on for the sh length of the show. If you've never done that, there's a there's a slight misstep in oh i have to smile <laughs> oh really but they can't see me yes they can they mentally see you, you know, if i did this interview without a smile on my face you would not be a happy camper true true so i'm sitting here like a grin like an idiot grin no not like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got that recorded, Nancy. That's all right. That's all right. But we you know, walk we walk down the airports with a little smile on our face. I'm 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 slightly depressed when I walk through the airports and I see the the frowns on people. Yeah. It's like, good lord, you're healthy. You're walking. You're 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 going someplace. Put that little scat grin on your face. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You know, here's what's that, that's a really cool insider tip because, you know, when I was training sales companies across the U.S., I would, you know, constantly tell them, you know, hire the athletes, you know, for, right. for, for sales role because you want somebody that can compete and understands what it takes to win a game. And I love the fact that you just threw out there for your, your phone workers, maybe your inside reps, you know, those type of people you're putting out there, go find somebody who has the acting skills. You know, they understand how to entertain a room. That's brilliant. Uh, Cause I really, I'd never put that out there. That's well, th thank you. But it, it, it doesn't have to be theater. It doesn't have to be a stage. It right. could be, like I say, chorus. It could be, you know, cheerleading. Watch those young girls on that cheerleading field with, with those, those smiles. I mean, some of them, you know, got a bad foot. Some of them don't feel like it. Somebody just broke up with their boyfriend, but they're not allowed to show it. Right, right, right. No, that's, that's, that's really, 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 really great advice. Well, we got a lot of good tips and it's, it's all common sense. And I'm, I'm very proud of Telephone Doctor's uh, content that, that, that I would put it up against anybody's. It, so how did it start? I mean, I mean, you go from an actor that's won awards, uh, hung out with some really, really cool names that I actually recognize. Um, <laughs> You're and, <a> girl too. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I'm, I'm, well, but, but, you know, I tell everybody that I'm not getting older. I'm getting seasoned. This, that's my word. Yeah, we're seasoned. Okay, <laughs> good. Know, well. This isn't gray in my beard. It's chrome. Okay. <laughs> it's classy. Don't worry about it. It's very classy, Thank sexy. You. Thank you. Oh, you wanted the sexy voice. All right. <laughs> Let me give you the sexy voice. Nancy, uh, you and I are going to become best friends. I hope so. I would love this. But bottom, bottom line, let me get to how I, how I became the telephone doctor. I was uh, saving accounts at my husband's uh, business. And one day I had to call the insurance agent. And uh, it wasn't a very good call. They, they were not, even on the one to 10, they weren't a three. That's how I grade people. And bottom, so I called back. And my agent and I said, cancel all my policies. He's what happened? I said, your people stink. They're so they're so unfriendly. They're unhelpful. They don't smile. They one word answers. I said, I don't need to be treated like that. He says, oh my gosh. He says, when I call your office, I'm treated like a king, and I'm not even a customer. So it, it just he got it right away. And I he said, would you come to my office? 
and, and train my people. And I said, all right. So I went to his office out of love. And like I say, I, last time I did it out of love, but I went to his office and they had 14, 15, 16 people sitting there drinking coffee. And I had a cup of coffee and finally I stood up. Michael said, okay, Nancy's going to talk with you. You know, and so I stood up and I said, well, at our office, we say, please. And one woman hit the other and said, write that down. That's a good one. Please. Oh, Lord. And I said, thank you. And I, I said, say, you're welcome. Say, have a nice day. You know, say, oh, wow, once in a while. <laughs> Something that, that I know you're on the line. And I don't think I spoke 15 minutes, started to walk out the door. The president of the insurance agency stopped me. He said, thank you very much, Nancy. We really learned some new things. Man, I came home, had a drink with my husband. I said, Dick, let me tell you what happened today. So I told him all about what happened. I said, I was walking out the door and the president of the insurance agency said, thank you. We really learned some new things, Dick. Things that, that you and I do, like breathing in and breathing out, I, I don't understand. And Dick looked me right in the eye and said, Nancy, don't ever be surprised. No one has ever shown them. Well, I mentioned this same story that I care to share here with you today to the then general manager of a newspaper in Davenport, Iowa, the Quad City Times. And he was one of our Weatherline clients, and he heard what I was doing. He said, I want you to come up and uh, train my people. I said, well, great. How many do you have? He said, 300. <laughs> I looked at my husband. I said, now look what you got me into. So oh, yeah, went, of course, because now it's his fault. Yeah, right. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> that was the typing mistakes on my, on my email, if you notice I put that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I went up, and the first program was done to the classified department, the sales department, because they weren't doing so well. And I did my program. And at the end of the program, the editor of the Quad City Times came up. He said, you know, you're very good. Is you sure of all the cures? And he thought for a moment, he snapped his fingers, he said, I'm going to call you the doctor. I'm going to call you the telephone doctor. <laughs> and I came running home to Dick. I said, Dick, some guy called me the telephone doctor. What should we do? He said, let's go get it registered. We're going to have some fun. And fun we've been <laughs> I having. like Dick. He's a good dude. Oh, he's a wordsmith. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Dick is another story. He's, oh, I'm sure. he's the one with the tendon operations. Anyway, about him. he just had an emergency Achilles tendon operation. Oh. So that's a whole nother interview. Okay. Right. Caregiving, not in my DNA. Okay. <laughs> All right. So bottom line. So, so it makes sense. Oh, did I act this last two weeks? Anyway, no, he's been, he's been a good patient. That's but awesome. The bottom line is um, we got it registered and I did a little, few little programs around town. Word gets around, you know, we were competing when we started 30 years ago, Donnie, uh, with computers were just coming out. So mm -hmm. if I would call up and say, you know, I'm Nancy Friedman, we've got some tips on how you can treat your cut. Oh no, we just bought a computer. Well, that's important because there's nobody involved with that except we're, you know, on your keyboard. So it, it was a tough row at first, but newspapers heard about what I did at the Quad City Times. And if you're familiar with newspapers at that time, it was a snowball effect. I did about eight or 10, I think it was even more than that, newspapers across the country because they were desperate. You've been in sales. You know how desperate to reach out when somebody can help you. So we've, we've helped a lot of companies. Uh, from there, it just... Uh, you, it's been a wonderful ride. It's a small family-owned business, mother, father, son, and daughter, 23 employees in a 10,000-square-foot building in St. Louis, Missouri, and we are an international customer service training company now. So we we help companies communicate better with their customers. So, and, uh, so let's go back to that first time you stand in front of the insurance company. You walk into a room. I'm going to, I'm going to make an assumption that you were somewhat unprepared because you didn't really know what the heck you were going to talk to them about other than, you know, that they should be nicer on a phone. Um, 
Was that an improv moment for you? Or? You're very observant. You're very observant because it was like the next day from the phone call to come to my office was the next day. And right, there were no notes involved. So Nancy spoke from her heart. And when you have a passion about something, you can talk 45 minutes, an hour. You can, you can talk all day about something you know and love. Ask me about NASA. Ask me about, you know, some other things. And it's goodbye. Have a nice day. <laughs> But if you want to talk about communication, sales, and customer service, we, we can go deep. We can go deep. And that's what happened. We, we decided as a company, we, went, we want to go deep. We don't want to be all things to all people. That's, that's how you spread yourself too thin in our opinion. You know, we're not a department store. We're a boutique. Right. Big right. difference. And, and I hope people heard that. You know, because there's a lot of people that are trying to get on stages and they're trying to build platforms and everything else. And they're struggling to come up with content. Mm. And gosh, it comes down to speak to what you know, speak to Absolutely. what you love and, and it'll just come. I mean, I, I'm sure you're the same way, Nancy, you go in front of a room and somebody's just going to put you on a spot and you're going to be able to go w without any pretext. And, and I, you know, I do the same thing when I speak all over the world as well. And you know, it's just funny to me, the people that come up to me and they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, Dude, what? <laughs> it's, it's in your DNA. It's yeah, in your yeah. DNA. What I'm not able to do and, and any, you and you and I both know people who do this friend of mine who speaks, he's, I got asked for a topic and I don't remember what it was. He says, I know nothing about it, but I'll Google it and I'll be able to, to do a program. And I'm thinking to myself, I could never do that. I could never cheat the client. And that's yeah. what I call it. If you're not an expert, you know, we can all Google it and we can all look at something, but it doesn't come from the heart. It yeah. just doesn't come from the heart. You've heard and seen speakers and talk about things that they know nothing about. Take, take the actors on, on TV when they go and interview Jimmy Fallon and whatever else, who else is on TV? I don't stay up that late. Me either. <laughs> but they, they talk about things that they shouldn't be talking about and you get a lot of ums. You got a lot of, you know, I got to think about this. If they're not an expert in it, let them talk about acting. That's what they know. You know, I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, it's interesting because there's so many people that, that want to be and do and, and accomplish something greater. And you know, they are doing these big things, but not doing them well because they're not going back to their roots and doing what they know. I mean, that first time you stood in front of that, that group and spoke, I mean, I'm sure you did well, but I, I can almost guarantee that when you walked away, you immediately went, I could have done this better. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Right? Or I forgot to tell them or, you know, something. So uh, I speak without notes. I don't use PowerPoint and it just, Oh, it I does. love you even more. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't, uh, well, I, I'm a believer that you cannot do two things well at once. And the key word there is well, a woman came up to me one time. She said, well, I'm multitask. I can do two things. I said, you missed the whole point, honey. You cannot do two things well at once. We can all do two things. But one of them's going to, if I were right now typing emails on the side and doing an interview, one thing would suffer, the interview or the emails. So concentration and doing one thing at a time when it's important to you is, is critical in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now you're this world-class, world-famous telephone doctor, which is just a brilliant name. Because I, I, I love it when a name readily tells you what you're about to get into. You don't think it's outdated, do you? I'm no, coming you honestly. Know, no, here's the thing. is I think technology eventually is going to get to a point where it's just going to become voice. Um, 
there's the always, voice doctor. Oh, that's good. The voice doctor. Yeah, and and you know, so so there's there's always going to be verbal communication. How that verbal communication happens is going to change. The dynamics are going to change. Like you and I are talking through our computers right now. You know, so, so, but there's always going to be verbal interaction between people. I love that. I love that. That's where your, your niche and your world is going to continue to teach and define because it's more and more needed because, you know, as we talked about the, the younger generations coming up, which I love because they're, they're so spontaneous. They're so brilliant. I love, you know, the way their minds work, but they didn't learn some of the basic skills that, that your generation, my generation grew up with. I mean, we right. grew up in the era of yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, we grew up in the eras of, you know, here's how you answer a phone. Here's how you be polite and those type of things. You're doing what you're doing is teaching the generations that didn't get that kind of stuff. They right. grew up, you know, fast fingering their thumbs hmm. and girl, I think you're in one hell of a spot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's funny that you say that I was speaking a couple months ago and a young gal came up, beautiful gal, 25 years old, folded arms, very defense. And she says, right before a program, she says, you're not going to tell us how bad we are, are you? I said, why would I do that? She said, well, the last speaker told us how bad the millennials were. I said, sit down, just take your notes and listen. <laughs> Shut so, up and listen. Yeah. So bottom, you know, if, if, if speakers are going to get up there and say, hey, you millennials, you got it wrong. You're never going to make a friend. I mean, these guys are starved for information. They are. Uh, they don't know everything. They may not want to admit it, but they don't. My friend of mine was trying to work a remote I had down at the condo and he, he couldn't get it. And I said, how old are you? He says, 21. Give me the remote. I will show you how to work it. He couldn't work the remote, and it wasn't an old-fashioned remote. He just couldn't figure it out. So they don't know everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, here, here's a, the fun thing w- with it is, and, and Dr. Stevie Don, a real good friend of mine, she's, she's the one that originally told me this idea. And I was doing a lot of sales training, and I was struggling. I, I'll be, admittedly, I was struggling to teach some of the younger generation how to do sales because – I wasn't changing my, my training process to meet them where they were at. I was 10 steps ahead of them. And it took me a while to wrap my head around them. And what she told me, she's like, look, how old were you when you had your first job? And I said, I was, well, you know, working for the family or someone else. And she yeah. said, working for somebody else. And I said, 14. She goes, what you got to remember is people coming out of colleges now, you know, this is their first job they've ever had. Right. This Probably. Yeah. First Good time point. They've ever been employed. You like, you know, she said, what was your, your first world job? And I said, you know, I was a busboy at a catfish restaurant. And she goes, you know, well, during that, I'm betting somebody didn't just hand you a bucket and say, pick up things. I'm betting somebody walked you around, showed you how to clear a table, how to clean it off and kind of took you step by step. And I said, yeah, that's pretty much how it worked. And she goes, well, that's what you got to do with the younger generation coming into the companies. Is you got to kind of take them not by the hand. I don't want to, you know, baby them. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, but you got to show them step by step, and that clicked for me. It does, and it does click for them. And she's right. You're right. Um, these are not bad people. And the other thing that I discovered by all by myself, every generation was a millennial. Yes. They just were a different name. Yes. We have all been through that. My mother passed away but she left me with one of the best sayings in the whole wide world nancy there's very little new just new people doing it and boy does that save me from letting my head get too big or my feet off the ground 
I mean, we all think we invented stuff, but if you do look it up, somebody in 1842 thought of it already. Yeah, that, that's the truth. And, and it, it just, you can be part of it, but those people that think they invented stuff and it, very frustrating for me. So I just keep, I go by the motto, you know, very little new, just new people doing it. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so now you're, you're teaching people all over the world, these skills and, you know, are, are teaching them how to have proper phone etiquette and everything else. Um, do you typically do that through like classroom training or is it keynote style? Um, or, or, or do you have teams that now go out and help you do all the training? Well, let me ask, answer the last question first. There's only one person that goes out and does the training and that's me. We do large and small groups, but the bottom, the bottom line here, I'm sorry. I don't know what that dinging is. If it's my side. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, thank you. Um, I like good. I like good a lot. Right. Um, my style is, my drug of choice is humor. So every program that we do will have laughter, will have interaction, it will be engaging, whether it's small group or large group. Um, in answer to your question, it could be keynote, it could be classroom, it could be workshop, it could be anything, it could be webinar, it could be whatever we want. Disseminating the information is simply a tool as long as you get the right content, it doesn't matter how you do it. So whatever the client needs, and you know, Donnie, the, the United States does not have a monopoly on poor customer service. It is a universal situation. Yes. Uh, you go all over and they have the same complaints we do from voicemail to sales problems. Uh, we went to the UK a couple of years ago. We walked in, nobody said anything. We walked out, nobody said anything. And finally, we walked out of one store and we said, we're welcome. And we walked out. <laughs> we're welcome. Like, we're welcome. <laughs> so now, it, I got to be honest. My wife gets on to me for this one. Um, you know, you're at a store, you're at somewhere. And I was brought up that, you know, if you're in somebody's way, you say, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. And then you move out of the way. Right. right. And my wife gets on me all the time because I'll walk up. Somebody will kind of give me a dirty look like, who the hell am I? And they'll, you know, eventually move out of the way. And I will make sure that everybody around me knows that I say, oh, no, 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 really, you're welcome. <laughs> and she's like, honey, you've got to quit doing that. I'm like, come on. It's just common courtesy. It is. It is. It's cute. That's cute. But, you know, it's, you never know who you're going to offend. So yep. you and I have not similar personalities, but we're not afraid to say something. And sadly, I have, you know, insert foot, open mouth, insert foot. And it's, well, Example, I was at the, the grocery store the other day, and behind me was a gentleman with just as much liquor as, as, he, could, as he could put in there, vodka, gin, everything. And I said, boy, you're going to have a – and I thought to myself, I had a name, don't do this, Nancy, don't do this, Nancy, but Nancy didn't listen to her. So I said, boy, you're going to have a fun time tonight. He said, no, ma'am, I'm a priest. This is going elsewhere. So he's, I don't drink. So he, he didn't get offended, but. No, no. So to me, I would have immediately gone into full Sherlock Holmes mood mode and gone, <laughs> okay, why is a priest buying that much liquor? If it's going elsewhere, my house is right down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just was glad I was ahead of him and left. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need any more conversation with him, yeah. but uh, you know, sometimes you know when you say something, it's it's just not going to come out 100% yeah. the way you wanted it. And yeah. I, I felt it wasn't. But I when know, somebody that, buys that much liquor, there's there's a story behind it. But it's also one of the tragedies of the time. Is, yes. Is, is, you know, I am a smart aleck by nature. You know. Uh, I love it. 
I'm loud. And when you know, when I'm in a room, everybody knows I'm there. If you don't know I'm there, give it five seconds. You're going to know I'm there. Um, and it's frustrating to watch how you can't say anything anymore. Um, oh, Donnie, it, it, if you're still out speaking, you, you know that um, as I go around the room, I'll sit on a lap, take a picture yeah. and post it. And I've been having a lot of time for years with that. And somebody came to me the other day and said, I call it, you know, here, I'm having a fun lap dance with Donnie Smith da, 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 and having a fun lap dance at this program. And they said, it's not politically correct. I said, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. He said, no, call it something else. I, well, what I said I'd call it was not politically correct either. But <laughs> you, you can't say lap dance on social media now. No, you can't say lap dance on social media now. So people like you and me and I or whatever the right word is, uh, we're sometimes stymied. Yeah. Because we got good stuff to share that is not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's getting to the point to where the, you're not going to be able to say anything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's because people are becoming too, I don't know, sensitive is the right word or, and I'm going to catch hell for this, I'm sure. But, but, you know, suck it up. Get over it. Thank you. Well, and, that's a whole other program, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it is. It really it, is. You know, it, it's it's what you can and what you can't say. And they, somebody should make a list because I'm sure it would be laughable. But anyway, <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. You are a wonderful interviewer, and and it makes me feel quite at home. You've got quite a story, and of course, my inquisitive nature, and I and would love to hear more about the Marines. I'm thank you for serving. Number one, <laughs> my honor, my honor. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, but go ahead. You're, you've got good questions. What do you What do you need to know? I'm now. A, yes, I'm the world's only telephone doctor. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. No, I got you. I got you. So, so you're bringing humor. You're bringing comedy into the presentations, which is not easy for most people. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people try and bring, uh, you know, humor and comedy into their speeches, and it's forced. It's a dud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how. Do you, I mean, I, I know it's coming from your acting and stuff, but how do you intertwine it in? Is it the improv coming out in you or is we done it so many times over the years? It's a natural flow process. And, you know, nobody's really asked me that. Uh, I believe that people that have ability to make people laugh, that's their gene. That's their, that's their, their way of talking to people. Uh, you can do it in writing in a blog. You can do it on face to face. You can do it on the telephone. It's it's just something that you enjoy doing, and you and I know timing is everything. Yes, timing is everything. So, no, I don't. Do I have a few jokes? Yeah, but I mean that's not what I do. I don't stand up there and tell jokes. Um, it, it can be, and and every everybody knows this from a classroom teacher in teaching algebra to you know a, a huge speaker. I've heard speakers and you have two that get paid a heck of a lot more than I do stand on stage and they, they don't have it. They, yeah. they don't have the timing. They don't have the, the where they don't have the confidence. <sighs> so <laughs> I, I, I don't have the answer to that, but you know, you take somebody like Jerry Seinfeld, he's a clean comic. Sometimes it's just a look. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting, and I'm asking because this is what works for me a lot of times, is the more I end up laughing at myself over something that may have just come out of my mouth, I think it entices the crowd to laugh along with you. 
Yeah, self-deprecation has always been and always will be, and it started from Jack Benny. It started 100 years ago, uh, self-deprecation. But it, can't, it, it shouldn't get to be too personal. That's what some people like to do. They like to tell their life story and everything. But, uh, you know, I'm making a, a lot of fun with my husband on, on the blog. You know, he's laid up for two weeks with this operation. And I said, you know, the other day I fed him breakfast and then he wanted lunch. That's a heck of a lot of nerve to want two <laughs> meals in one day. So, I, but that, that, I didn't have to think about that. That just came out. Right, 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 right. You know, and I, I think that's some of the best humor, though, um, is the, yes. the one that, that's relatable in real life and makes sense. You know, that's, yes. that's, that's I, I believe we, we both feel the same way on that one. Yeah. So where do you think this journey is going to take you, hon? You, you've had <laughs> one hell of a life of acting to the telephone queen, you know, uh, and, and all of this. Wh- you know, where's this all going to take you? Well, you know who knows that, and that's he's the only one that does. Um, you know, some people say, Nancy, when are you going to retire? And my answer without missing a beat is when they stop asking me. Mm. That's that's my signal. So right now, you know, I've got a few programs booked into 2020. Um, it, it, has it slowed down? Yes, but that's sort of by choice as well as anything else because there's new people coming around. There was a time when I was doing commercials and, you, and I couldn't find the time of day because I was doing so many commercials, but then the wheel turns and a new voice comes along or a new new person comes along. So we all get our turn and if you overstay your visit, what do they say? It's like fish. It starts to smell. Yes, so, yeah. um, there, there's, I'm, I've just been blessed. I can't complain. I won't complain. I'm not a complainer. Uh, I'm just happy where I am. My son David is is doing a terrific job in pulling Telephone Doctor up where it should be. Not that I didn't, but uh, he he's, he's going to move it along. And That's awesome. if there won't be a Telephone Doctor, you know, I don't know that I, I, I couldn't tell you if there is. Or, there won't be another Telephone Doctor because that's like saying who's going to be the next Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. Right. I mean, it's just there's only one Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, and that's his face. So. Yep. Yep. So so. Nancy, I tell you, this has been awesome. I, I love that I got to be a part of your journey and be a part of sharing your story with the champions and listen to the to the show. Um, uh, thanks for doing that. Um, well, you have been a pleasure, and there's obviously so much now. Like you say, I'm thinking, oh, why didn't I say that, or why didn't I tell them this? <laughs> so I'm right back to square one. Uh, right, right. But you know, but here's the thing: is is you know, everybody's got a story, everybody's got a journey, and I love the fact that that you've been so raw, so real, because, you know, uh, that always works best uh, when people hear the story. And, you know, you know, if there's things that were left, you know, on the table and unsaid, all the more reason for people to, to inquire and learn more about what you're doing and everything. So in that vein, how do people get in touch with you? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. NancyFriedman.com is the website and the office number is in St. Louis, 314. 314- Two nine one, ten twelve. You always repeat a phone number twice and slowly, Donnie. You never just give a phone number once, especially on a voicemail or cell phone. Three one four, St. Louis. That's another little tip: is to put if you're calling outside, put the city. Not everybody knows every area code in the world, so three one four is St. Louis. Two nine one, ten twelve, and that's the other thing I tell you: is say your phone number in two digits rather than four digits. No. 1012 is better than 1012 because people say, was it 1021? What, what, what was it? 1012. I didn't even ask. So I lived for three years in St. Louis. Did you? I did. I lived in the O'Fallon area. Okay, that's good. 
Um, uh, are you where are you guys close to downtown with your office? Bridgeton. We're in Bridgeton, Bridgeton suburb. Okay. Yeah, yeah, suburb of uh, St. Louis, right off 270. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you do in St. Louis? Um, I worked for uh, a company called Medicine Shop International. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, um, did you know Ray Pepin? Ray Pepin, that name sounds really. We really should cool. do lunch one day. Okay. You're in Houston, right? No, I'm in uh, Fort Worth outside of Dallas. Oh, Fort Worth, Dallas. Oh, that's even better. I got a lot of friends there. Okay, oh, well. Girl, you in town. Let me know. I will meet you anywhere you want to Bless meet. your heart. You are one super duper guy. You have your <laughs> own success story. I do a little mini, mini itty bitty podcast. You would be, I would be honored. Oh, absolutely. Get, get your story on. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's set that up. Well, well, Nancy, here's how I wrap up every show. And I do stump some people, so get ready for this. You're going to need your improv skills. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to leave the champions who listen to the show, entrepreneurs, business owners, veterans, people from 78 countries now that are tuning into the show, if you were going to leave them with a quote, a saying, a phrase, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially if they're stacked up against it um, and going through it, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. Don't forget the guy who brought you to the dance. God, I love you. You're so awesome. <laughs> well, and that just means a lot to me because in our lives, there's always somebody that we got to go back and say, hey, remember 14 years ago when you told me or helped me? That person will always remember at your success that he was or she was part of it. Don't ever forget the guy who brought you to the dance. Yeah. And, you know, in that vein, a mentor of mine said, Donnie, every once in a while, you need to go whatever social platform you're on and just thank the people that have helped you on your journey because they're the ones still rooting you on. And Absolutely. I, I just thought that was just great advice. And I, I got to tell you, I did that post, I don't know, a couple months back. And I got a little teary-eyed, you know, just oh. saying thanks to some of the people that, that have helped me on my journey and saw more than I saw myself, especially in the younger years. Yeah, so. Well, everybody likes to see their name in print. Absolutely. In the, except in their obituary. But everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe on the post office wall. But Yeah, right, right. But the bottom line is everybody likes to see their name in print. And everybody, show me somebody who doesn't want to say or hear, thank you. I, I appreciate what you've been in my life. So we are on the same wavelength. You've got a free lunch coming when I get to Dallas or awesome. you come to St. Louis. Awesome. You've been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Nance. I really enjoyed this. Pleasure. And the ground is no place for a champion. Man, thanks for staying with me so long on this episode. It was such a great one. I mean, I love it when we can sit there and laugh and joke all the way through. And Nancy was just such a fun blessing on this one. Hey, you know, as you're going through your life, I know a lot of times I, as I was on my entrepreneur journey, I kept trying to put myself on an island. You know, I really thought I didn't need help. I didn't need advice. So I kept trying to do everything on my own. Once I realized that you've got to surround yourself with the badasses in life that are going for it because you get that energy and that vibe of others who are rising and getting after it and doing more, you really start upping your game. And then it becomes more of learning through osmosis than kind of that forced learning that you see everywhere out there. But if that's something you're looking for, you really need to come hang out in Success Champions, our Facebook group. 
We are dropping a ton of content in there, a lot of learning, some golden nuggets, and just a tremendous amount of value. There is daily post, awesome Friday Facebook Lives, and it is just you know, the place where badasses hang out and rise. So go to Facebook, type in the words success champion in the search bar, click on groups. It'll be the first group that pops up, jump in, come say hello and, you know, introduce yourself. We're looking forward to seeing you in there. And then guys, you know, the way this show continues to grow and we continue to bring you the awesome guests that we've been able to bring is from your reviews, your shares, your telling a friend about this. So if this show, this energy brings you any value whatsoever, do me a favor, leave a rating and review um, and share it with just one friend, you know, and, and let us know, send us an email and, and let us know what this show has done for you. Thanks for always, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. Thanks for your support. And let's continue rising together. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals. Go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.